Singing Podcast. It is Monday, August 19th. I'm Raj Geary alongside Justin Labar and Matt Morgan. Guys, how are you doing tonight? Good. Cheap plug for BPI Sports. Doing great. BPI Sports. Uh, I'm last minute filling for Glenn tonight. Uh, he will be you back You own tomorrow. this. What do you mean you're the last minute filling? <laughs> no, I was taking the night off because ju- I'm filling in for Justin tomorrow. <laughs> Thanks to Blue Chew or just because? Yeah, just because. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, Anyway, here I am. But uh, yeah, I thought uh, overall, Raw tonight, I thought it was pretty pretty good show. I thought it moved pretty quick. Um, there wasn't anything yeah. overly crappy other than Sasha's line about uh, Jim the Anvil Nightheart. Um, guys, what, uh, Matt, let me go to you first. What did you think of tonight's show? B+. Plus. I, I thought it was a good show. I think it was great, uh, you know, but we always, you know, I feel bad because... As a former wrestler, you'd think I'd be like trying to have a lot of the guys' backs a hell of a lot more in my reviews, and but that's not what you guys pay me to do. You pay me to give me a legitimate opinion, um, and oftentimes it seems like it's so negative sometimes, right? So tonight, I got to be honest. I, I was I enjoyed tonight's show. Yeah, and Justin. First off, I like how you blame me for having to fill in because you're filling in for me tomorrow, and then Glenn backs out, and somehow I get to blame that you're, you know, <laughs> yeah. having to come off the bench. I like how you, you did that. Um, right. Yeah, I give I give it a B. You know, I, I think it, it started off really, really good. I thought the pacing, especially mm-hmm. the first hour, was solid. It slowed up a little bit, but again, I mean, when you're filling, was it 15 segments, five segments an hour? I mean, you're bound to, you can't go 90 miles per hour the whole time. You just can't. Is that the uh, breakdown? Actually, that's pretty good. You I, think, know. I think it's I think it's five segments an hour. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I think, I mean, I think that having the King of the Ring, even though there was only two King of the Ring matches tonight, I think having like, having a goal, having something to talk, uh, yeah. to push towards and and say, okay, tune in tomorrow for tomorrow's matches. Like that definitely helps. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, and that definitely made the show, I feel like, just feel more important. Mm-hmm. Um, so tonight we opened up, uh, out came Roman Reigns to a pop. We had a little video package about you know him being attacked and a secret attacker, and <laughs> it, sounds outcomes... so, it sounds so cheesy. I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, and the but, reveal uh, tomorrow. It's Matt Morgan. We'll find out tomorrow. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the reveal is tomorrow. Well, at least they say it is, or you know maybe it's just another twist. But um, yeah, we came out to Dolph Ziggler. Uh, Dolph Ziggler versus Roman Reigns opened up the show. They had been kind of feuding on Twitter the last couple of days. Uh, which is I don't know what were they saying I just I mean it, it was you know, yeah it, I mean it was it was clearly work stuff but yeah uh, yeah so uh, we opened up with them uh, pretty competitive match uh, they went back and forth uh, the finish saw Ziggler dodging a, a spear hitting a fame master for a two count and then he went he, he went back to he, he said something like now this is over and then charged at Reigns, but Reigns came flying out of the corner with the big spear, covered him for the pinfall. Roman Reigns with the Roman Reigns with the win. Uh, this match went through a commercial break. It was it was pretty long. Uh, in a way, it kind of reminded me of the Buddy Murphy match in the sense that Reigns working a competitive bout uh, in mm-hmm. a good match. But after seeing how Ziggler's been treated, it's <laughs> ain't no time. But I will point out that's again being a, a true locker room leader this is some undertaker i know people are gonna go bananas on me on twitter saying this but this is some undertaker type of stuff here where he's going out of his way and matches which i know the company's probably like all right dude just roll steamroll this guy and you know what what about this and having the clout to pull it off to have competitive matches with a lot of these guys that we've been saying for years deserve more limelight more time in that ring a chance to prove themselves to your point, though, brother, you're right. As far as would you really do it with Dolph after what just happened with Goldberg? Then the other counter argument is, well, yeah, especially after what happened with Goldberg, got to build him back up to look competitive again because he did nothing but Job City to Goldberg. He he did Job City and then he did it last week to the Miz. I just think if Roman's your oh, top I guy, I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I just think. It, it, it just kind of puts in in your head, like to newer fans, that Goldberg is a real badass, and, and do you Roman really think that? Top guy is, I mean, uh, if this is a mathematic equation, yes, yeah, it makes sense what you just said, right? But do you think people are really sitting there saying that, going, "Why can't Roman? You know, it's five minutes in. Why is Roman Reigns not beating him yet? Is that really happening? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that would happen with me with Hulk Hogan matches when I was a kid, when I'd see him face huh. somebody that was not uh, clearly on his level or like booked on I, his level. I'd be why like, don't I remember that? 
I should remember that. I'm very... Like when he'd wrestle like Boris Zukov, or, you know, the Saturday yeah. night's main events where he'd wrestle like random. <laughs> what a reference. <laughs> yeah. But what's but, the uh... point? What, I mean, what is the point of building, uh, <laughs> of building Dolph back up? I mean, right, right now. I, I mean, don't know that. I'm just throwing that out. Yeah. I mean, I, like, here's the thing. I, I'm waiting to see what the payoff is. Like, what is the whole idea of what they're doing here with Dolph? Like, I mean, is, is it leading? I mean, they, got, they, they can't stop saying Dolph Ziggler and Shawn Michaels in the same sentence. But I, I mean, I'm like, but I don't even want to get my hopes up to even think that's a possibility. I love mm. watching Dolph work because he just sells his ass off and makes oh, it look yes. so good. Yes. But I otherwise, that's not I why we're supposed to be watching. We're not like, supposed to be watching and watch his bump and feeding techniques. Right. We're supposed to be watching because we care about his persona, his character, how well has he been built or not built up to this point. And my fear, right. if he goes in against Shawn Michaels, Justin, will we care by then? Because they've killed him so much. Well, and mind you, so let's just real quick, hypothetically, let's say that they have it booked for Survivor Series, Rumble, Mania, whatever right. big, sh- or Saudi Arabia, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, Adolf versus Shawn Michaels. I mean, they will build him back up at that point. He will get some wins because they have yeah. to. They're not going to sh- They're not gonna shove him in uh, Shawn Michaels' match being over his last 15. Uh, but like, I, I just don't, I don't know what the point is. You're right. I shouldn't be sitting there thinking, oh, I want to see this guy sell. I should be thinking, what's his character that doing? that top buckle sell really well where he misses uh, the corner yeah. and yeah. hits his Head on the the steel post and flies, but he's so good. God, he's good. He's good, but they've just damaged him. I mean, to your point, Justin, yeah. if they did go with him and Sean, which I don't think they are, but if if they ever ended up doing that, yeah, they'd give him a few wins, uh, you know, in the month or two. But he's already been damaged. No one sees him on that level. So you're yeah. you're just you're just giving him some wins, but you know, it's right. it's not a big deal. You know what's crazy? I'll make this argument. I can make it for myself. Even it's all about timing. I would argue if Dolph Ziggler, help me, was coming up through NXT today, where they're really searching for the next superstar more than they ever have, right? And giving young guys chance over the last, I'd say, five years, seven years. Remember, they went through that phase when they had the new ECW brought in, and they were looking for, like, Sheamus and guys that just were not ready yet to be the next main event star. They were desperate right around that time. They couldn't find anyone because they weren't developing them. Um I argue my class back in OVW, we, we definitely had tons of different people that could have filled that void, but it's all about timing. I would argue if Dolph was going to NXT now and then he was coming up to the roster, man, that's be, a, be, this would be a different story. Well, no, that's, that's a great point. You're, and you're right. That time frame you're referencing, uh, uh, Deep South wasn't quite <laughs> turning yeah. out the way they needed it to turn out. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, I, and sometimes a, a change of scenery can do that. I mean, you know, uh, you look at how badly Hideo Itami was used in, in WWE, right? And now he's in New Japan, he's in the Bullet Club, and he's got it's you still know. sticking. I'll be honest, it wasn't a big deal to me that he joined Bullet Club. I should have cared about that. I did not because he is so, to me, stained by yeah. what he did there. I don't see him as a huge star anymore. Yeah, same here. I didn't. I didn't find right. that angle to be as big of a deal as a lot of other people were. Making I was more impressed by because of Homeboy's comeback than I was that. L- let me ask you, Shibata. Yeah. yeah. Let me ask you both this, and we can maybe revisit it later when we get more to the topic. If Dolph Ziggler, let, let's say, let's say he says, "Screw this, I'm done with Raw and SmackDown." If Dolph Ziggler showed up and was a major player in NXT to help to help build the NXT brand, but got to put on Dolph Ziggler competitive matches and you know book fifty fifty, would you be interested in him again? I think honestly, it would take him going to AEW and pulling another Cody Rhodes. I think I think he could do it too. By the way, I absolutely think he can do it. He I think needs to get out of there. He just he, needs to leave. I mean, he would need like some sort of complete overhaul, like dropping his name, going to his real name, or something. Just yeah. because he, he's just been stained for so long, you know. The, he's got the word go. that Matt used earlier. The stained word is perfect. He's got to leave. Yeah. He's just he's just been t- irrelevant for too long. Um, so good. Watch on, on the Halloween episode this year. They'll have him be part of the Spirit Squad for Halloween. Yeah, he'll, he'll get <laughs> the pumpkin on his headed. head. Yeah, that's where he's headed. <laughs> um, all right. So up next, we had uh, we had a promo with Becky Lynch, which uh, I thought this was great. Uh, Fire. Becky, Fire. when she wants to, she is just uh, she is just oh. awesome. She uh, mentioned Sasha going on her hi- hiatus and not doing anything, and. Basically, she Becky was calling Sasha out in some promos, and that's what brought her back. And so she made Sasha relevant again. And uh, she says that when she catches Sasha in this cat and mouse game, she's going to really give her something to run home and cry about. So um, <laughs> this was like the best promo so uh, on Raw in a long time. When she says that, though, things when she says things, I made you relevant. How do yeah. you take that? Do you do like because uh, when I see it and I'm like. Uh, 
but but I want to love her. I want to like her so much because I like what her like her shoot style promos it almost feels like a lot of the time, right? And I want it more of that. Yeah. So it's like I'm willing to not care as much, I guess. But if anyone else did that, I'd be like, wow, well, could you say that? Yeah, yeah Connor does that. Babyface. Yeah, that Connor does that a lot, and that's and where it I kind makes of... me not like him in those moments. But then I go back to loving him. Right. Yeah, exactly. So I, I mean, I kind of feel like I, I mean she could be doing this completely on her own but i kind of feel like she's kind of borrowing elements of his character and i think i think that's a, oh, that's, a that's part fair of it. because you know people are like well austin wouldn't do that and i'm like well it's good that she doesn't do whatever austin would have said you know yeah that she's uh you know changing her promos up so yeah and I, I know what you mean it does sound cocky it doesn't sound like a baby face thing it's one thing to say i'm the best it's another to say that i'm helping you know irrelevant. these other sucker ass you know sucker ass wrestlers who can't get over and i you know I, I think it's i think it's refreshing to have somebody who speaks with with such um you know she she speaks with the with the tagline of you know, ask for, you know, forgiveness later. Don't ask for permission, ask for forgiveness later. Like, I, I mean, I think it's good. I mean, she kind of, you know, yeah, I mean, it, not everybody can speak that way, but like her saying, you know, I'm, I'm making you relevant, you know, look, I mean, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm fine with it. To me, it just, it just fits her. She, she has, she's 110% bought into being just speaking almost what the internet says and just speaking real and, and, and speaking as if there's nobody writing for, her. I don't know if there are people writing for, her, but do she you speaks. ever get the vibe from there? Sometimes I do where I don't like her as much when she goes, who is it with? It was when she was doing, Oh, Natty Natty's when that oh, she yeah. did promo Natty, I was like, Ooh, I actually like Natty better than her right now in this situation, this current context of that in-ring promo they did together. I'm like, Natty's I mean, if, if me right now, right now in this moment, I dug what Natty said more because I thought Becky was way too full of herself. Well, I was going to say, if you're basing it on, like, who do you have sympathy for, uh, yeah, Becky does not always lend herself to have sympathy. <laughs> but not sympathy. Sympathy's different, right? Um, but who's the good guy between the two? Yeah. Maybe that's the point, though. Maybe but I'm I, think that's what, I think that's what's refreshing is some blurred lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you I know? think she's she's Over. different than how they normally would book a baby face. So. Um, and, it's you know, I, I, I get your point that at times it does, you know, kind of put you, put you off and I, i'm the same way with conor mcgregor i mean i wanted to see khabib whip his ass in that last fight even <laughs> though i'm the biggest conor mcgregor fan just because of yeah you know it's a lot yeah but um anyway so uh great stuff by becky there uh up next we had yes. wwe hall of famer jerry the king lawler uh, we have an interview with lawler coming up this week on wrestling inc uh cool. he, yeah he got a he got a good pop um he came out. He was gonna bring out Sasha Banks, and then the lights started flickering. Oh, first he was talking about the King of the Ring tournament, and how he said it's one of his favorite events. And in the interview with us, he was talking about how he, he still to this day does not like that tournament, uh, and that the name the King should mean something. He doesn't feel like the the tournament does that. Um, but anyway, so he he talked about his history with the you know King. I mean, not his history, but. Uh, other people that have won the King of the Ring in the past, like Bret Hart, Steve Austin, Brock Lesnar. And uh, he predicted that Cedric Alexander and Ricochet uh, would win. And here it was starting to go too long, so it felt like something was... You kind of can feel like they were going to do a Bray Wyatt thing. And lo and behold, it did. Yeah. And and then all of a sudden, the lights started flickering. Uh, You had that eerie... The eerie scratching. And then uh, Lawler was like, you know, screw this. I know what this means. I'm out of here. (laughs) It's smart. Right. Yeah. So instead, of just, yeah, so instead of standing around the ring like a dumbass, he headed to the back. And by the time he got to the back, the lights were out. He's looking around, and then the fiend is behind him, uh, and then drops him with the manimal claw, takes him out. It's great stuff. Everything Bray does right now awesome. is just gold. That was so cool. Even the misdirection of "Wow, King got away." As soon as they went backstage, I'm like, "Oh, he's about to get guy though." Um, it was cool. I liked it. I liked it. It was different, and it didn't do the same old, same old that they normally do. This was up to I. We have to assume Bray is having a huge say in what's going on. Yeah. All right. I, I just do because you know how they normally would have done this, right? They would keep doing the same crap with the in ring, Manable Claw lights. I sorry, lights go out. He's behind them. Manable Claw in the ring. Just a different element of this that the tease that he's not going to get to him, but he then does the backstage. That was enough for me. Like this is awesome. Yeah, and Braun Strowman, he's very close with Bray. He's uh, a mm-hmm. Bray's his a Bray's he's his boy. Yeah, well, his his godson, his uh, son's godfather. Um, so he, he he did an interview 
last week and he was talking about how Bray Wyatt's been coming up with all of this stuff on his own. He said like the Firefly Funhouse, everything, that's all Bray. It's not uh it's not WWE creative. That's yeah. a sick mofo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. It makes me love him even more. Yeah, I mean and, and stretching for all of this? And stretching off that, you know, I'd I'd interviewed months ago the guy who directed the Firefly Funhouse. They'd yeah. You know, yeah. they, you know, they filmed it here in Pittsburgh. The band that did the new music's here from Pittsburgh. The guy who created that Fiend mask—they're all here in Pittsburgh. It's all—it's Pittsburgh operation. Really? And I can I can say that yeah, Bray has been really, really involved. And but, but Matt's one hundred percent right. I agree. The just the smallest element of Lawler using common sense, get the f out the ring, and then Bray attacking him up there. You know, it, it's just it's just a simple little thing just to keep it fresh, but you're not reinventing the wheel, you're not exposing yeah. Bray or, or excuse me, the fiend anymore. But it, it just it, it was just a perfect little touch. Um and yeah, and I agree, Matt. It, that was definitely they they might have originally written it as get in the ring yeah. or did the thing to yep. Waller and he goes, uh no no, how about this? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. I could totally see that. But yeah, cool segment. And I, I like that Bray hasn't wrestled again since SummerSlam. You make it special, make it a big yep. deal. Hell yeah. And so, yeah. So up up next, we had Ricochet and The Miz versus Barry and Corbin and Drew McIntyre. But before we go to that, we got to talk about our sponsor this evening, SeatGeek. Uh, getting tickets online can be far too complicated. You know, you got hundreds of sites with varying levels of reliability. It's hard to know who to trust. And that's why SeatGeek is the way to go. We've been talking about this uh, app for months. I've been using it forever. I'm using it on Broncos tickets. I'm going to the Broncos game on the 15th. I used it for uh, Dave Chappelle and John Stewart last week. Uh, Glenn, all his random music that he listens to. (laughs) 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 So um, it's a ticket company where the the customer comes first. With more than 50,000 five-star reviews in the App Store, SeatGeek is focused on making your experience as easy as possible for great value. Justin, do you uh, get to go out to a lot of sporting events? Uh, I try to, you know, I especially try to travel around and see my uh, my Redskins uh, if I can, see the Capitals, see the see the guys I like. I love going to concerts. So yeah, I mean, you know, you're right. Seeky, that's what that's what's amazing. You look at the stats, you know, over fifty thousand five star reviews uh, in the in the App Store, uh, and they do a lot of cool things that help make the experience um, better. I mean, they do things from color coded dots, uh, you know, green to red, which will you know let you know. Um, you know, it kind of breaks down the details. The dots mean, you know, was it overpriced? Did you get a good deal? You know, where's the market at? And, you know, in, in this day and age, there's there's so much out there in the ticket world that you got to be careful who you're using. But SeatGeek truly does try to stand out and make it, um, you know, make it more make it more reliable, more trusting of a process. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and they, and they, they literally they, they scour the market to look at the deals. So, again, that whole you know red green dot uh, key kind of really lets you know where you're at. Um, you know, overall, but SeatGeek, uh, you know, definitely uh, SeatGeek, you know, go on there. Uh, we have the uh, was it the INC? Is that the right code? That is the right code. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so you go, go down. Yeah, download the app. Use the promo code INC, um, and that'll get you ten dollars off your first SeatGeek purchase. So your first purchase, all you have to do is just use a simple code. Uh, that's not, that's a pretty good you know pretty good deal. Uh, again, the, the app is free for you to download. Just go onto your app store for whatever kind of device you're using, um, and yeah, whether whether it's sporting events, concerts. Go to the go to the go to Broadway with Glenn. Whatever it is, wrestling. Uh, they they seem like they have it all. Yeah, absolutely. As, as Justin said, uh, ten dollars off your first SeatGeek purchase. Download the app. Use pro- promo code INC. Again, that's promo code INC for ten dollars off your first purchase on SeatGeek. And we thank them for being a sponsor of our show. Uh, so back to Raw, we had Ricochet and The Miz versus Baron Corbin and Drew McIntyre. Now Matt. This had, this had to be huge for you. The The waiter shirt was gone. Corbin back without the waiter shirt. <laughs> yes. Yes. He's been listening to us. Um, <laughs> yeah. And what, did, what what was your honest opinion? I I thought he looked, it looks like he's been working out. He looked a little yeah. more jacked. He looked, he looked, he looked tighter. He looked yeah. tighter. And he, hello, he's a former NFL player. The dude's an a stud athlete for that matter. He's six foot eight. Mm-hmm. Doesn't wrestle like a big, slow, goofy guy. His work's improved immensely. This is, I know it sounds silly to a lot of people. They don't think it's such a big deal. I, I'm telling you right now, it's going to make a world of a difference in, in, in the booking matching his 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 look, I guess I'm saying. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, you know, he's showing off more, he's you know, showing off more of the body, which is, you know, he's. he's, he's, he's Dude, he like, looks crazy different than everybody else. He's got tattoos yeah. everywhere. Like, you got to show that off. Right. The tattoos. Yeah. It's it's a good, I mean, it's, it, it and it fits that, uh, you know the the origin of his character, which they got a little bit away with when he was the constable, constable. and all that stuff. Yeah, but the origin of his character is he's like he's an apocalyptic loner. 
Yeah. yeah. And so he had, I mean, he, he looks like he could hop on a motorcycle right now and be part of the, you know, part of an apocalyptic movie. I still say his NXT entrance is dope as hell and they should have never stopped it. I yeah. love his NXT entrance. Yeah. Yeah. I think th- that was the problem I had with the shirt is he, you look at him here, he looks like a badass, you know, and, and when he had that shirt on, he didn't. So it, it, he's like a former golden glove boxer too, ain't he? Something yeah. Like yeah. Yep. You don't cover that shit. You don't cover that up. <laughs> So anyway, he he dropped that, so that was good. Uh, Rick Shane the Miz versus Baron Corbin, Drew McIntyre. Um, this was I loved the first hour of Raw. I thought it just flew by. This was kind of where it slowed down a little for me, which I love Ricochet and everything, but this was the first match that didn't really it, it had no stakes. I mean, these guys are all in the King of the Ring. They're they're squaring off next week, but other than that, it was kind of just a filler match. So, uh, still was good. Uh, Ricochet getting the pin on Corbin to win the match for his team, and Ricochet yes. in the which, which which tell, which which tells me uh, which tells me Ricochet probably will not. It'll probably be Drew beating Ricochet next week. And do first not time. use your Raj gear <laughs> logic. No, but look, I mean that's. I, but do you think they're going to have Ricochet? You know, I mean that just kind of seems to me like that that that's what that's going towards. I I look. I said it on Twitter as soon as the brackets came out. The winner of the Drew McIntyre versus Ricochet match is the winner of the tournament. I actually, I actually don't think it's going to be Drew now. He was my pick too, but the fact that everybody mm. was saying Drew was going to win tonight, like they That's had Booker pick Drew and Renee and. And Michael Cole yeah. all predict Drew, and usually when that happens, that's a that's a red herring. Hey, hey, hey! 1992 Rumble, yeah. Bobby Heenan picked Ric Flair. It worked out. But yeah, he was his man. He was his. You know, well, he was yeah, he was, was confident. Which is crazy when you think about it. Like yeah. did, I never. We got to. I'm sorry, we're veering off, and we need to really quick because this is an important question. No one could ever answer me this. Why did Ric Flair need Bobby Heenan? He's Ric Flair. <laughs> I think to that's promo in the game. Because Bobby Heenan unlocked the doors of New York for him to bring in the real world's champion. That's that's what it I was. mean. Yes, that's you know what I mean. Though if this is your company, did you? I mean, is it just to get more steam on him because Bobby was so heated, hated? I mean, so was Ric Flair. He was a great hey, villain. I think Vince probably thought at that point that maybe not enough WWF fans knew who Ric Flair was, and by putting him in he with was Heenan, a dude on all my wrestling covers that I never got to see until a certain age. Right, but the ones that don't watch, you know, that weren't hardcore, that weren't reading the magazines. I mean, everyone knew who Ric Flair was. I don't know. Yeah, it was still a great team. But Bobby made sense because he's the manager of of the best, and Rick's the best. What was more baffling? Why do you have to take one of the best in-ring workers, a Mister Perfect, and make him like the the the, the manservant to Rick? I think he was injured or something. Is that what it was? He was injured because I, as a kid, didn't get it either. Especially because Flair was, a, and Kurt Henning was a great talker, but not as good as Flair. So uh, he didn't need Kurt Henning as a, as a mouthpiece for sure. But uh, oh, okay, but, you know, but that was that was one year. That was that was that was fall of '91 until January '93. I think we all look back pretty. That's a fond year. We all think back in our memories to Ric Flair. They didn't didn't hurt him. I mean, the the pairing, the the, the trio worked. The perfect. Oh God! I mean, I mean, I mean, but again. This is your company. Do you really think you, you know, we're getting way up top? All right. Well, Vince, <laughs> Vince, all right. Well, Vince also put Dusty and Polka Dots. So yeah, that one was bad. That one was stupid. <laughs> but yeah, they never got the mileage out of Dusty. That you, I, you realize yeah. half. You realize half of our viewers that weren't even born in '92 were like, "What are they talking about?" <laughs> we can't be that old. No way. They know Ric Flair. Really? No, but I mean, they were. At least we're not talking live. about Mantar or something. You know, they were watching live. <laughs> right. Well. well, well I do think King Rico- I think King Ricochet has a nice ring to it. If it's not Drew, you don't think that's his Twitter handle, isn't it? King right? Ricochet? Isn't that his yeah. gimmick before? Well, he was King what, King Cuerno and Lucha Underground. Uh, he was Prince. Puma. No, he was Prince Puma. My fault. Yeah. Yes, right. Yeah, Prince Puma. Uh, King Cuerno is another guy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So. Back from the break, we see Sasha Banks. Uh, she's taking a seat for an interview backstage. We had Booker T interviewed by Michael Cole on Skype. Um, so it's, they clearly got something with Skype here because these are just done to promote, you know, Skype. I mean, so. Skype is ancient. The source of technology goes. I mean, Vince just had his first Skype call recently, and he wanted to promote the company. He probably wanted to to do Tout, and someone had. I was going to say, what was the old company they had to push? I just went through the shitter. What was it called? Yeah, it was Tout. That was the worst. Yeah, Jericho was all in on that stuff. No no pun intended for for a minute. Yeah, did he? Jericho was touting before any other. But Jericho was also tweeting before any other wrestler was. Jericho's always been a step ahead. Yep. So. yeah, so uh, Booker just uh, predicting that Drew was going to win uh, King of why, the Ring. Why Booker? Why would why, I mean? I think just get, he's, he's a former King of the Ring. Right? 
I think he's probably most well remembered for the winning the King of the Ring, as far as like uh, you know more modern. Um, so we had Braun Strowman versus AJ Styles. Uh, this match went like a minute before the the OC came in and interfered. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, the OC interfered. They attacked Strowman. Uh, Seth Rollins came out to a big pop. Uh, unload unloaded on Gallows and Anderson as Strowman recovered, and they kind of you know they looked at each other. Rollins was all happy and. Uh, like, yeah, man, yeah, man, we did great. Wanted to shake Strowman's <laughs> hand. Strowman's just looking at Rollins' belt. Uh, but they did eventually sh- shake hands. Uh, Strowman held on a little too long. but So it's clear that's where they're heading next. Uh, they got Strowman yeah. versus Rollins at Clash of the Champions. But, you know, with baby faces when they feud with each other, they go back to the same storylines. And this is one is the one they've been doing forever, where they, they become a tag team first. And so, but you know yeah. what? But you know what? Uh, not to jump all the way to the end, but I'll take this over. I, I had such a fear in the pit of my stomach that they were going to try to turn Braun heel again, and they yeah. had no, and nobody's bought that. So I'm glad they least not trying that. That's, yes, you know. yeah. which again is crazy. He is going, in my opinion, he's going to out pop Seth as the babyface. I think so too, especially it's, how it's Seth was easy. I wouldn't mind a swerve of Seth going heel. No, I would love That'd Seth. That'd be fine. No. You know. Well, I want Seth to be uh, unveiled as the atta- Roman Reigns' attacker. Oh, that'd be great. Ooh, wow. That would be awesome for him. Yeah. yeah, you could do you could do Brian where it seems like he is, and it turns out later he's not. So at least you get a Roman versus Brian feud for a bit. Then SmackDown on Fox, you find out it was actually Seth the whole time. Seth has so much pinned up like aggression and, and, and all these different things with dealing with fans and being the champion and the pressures from that. You know what I mean? Like he has so much good promo stuck in there. I guarantee it. And being yeah. a heel would pull a lot of that vigor out of him. I think. You know what I mean? If you get some really good promos out of him, I think. Absolutely. Because he's having to hide all that as a baby face yeah. and smile and wave. You know, which is tough as a face sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And so back from break, Seth Rollins ca- caught up with Braun Strowman backstage. Said he says he knows that Strowman has eyes on his title, but. Uh, for now, why don't they challenge Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson tonight for the Raw Tag Team titles? Uh, crowd popped, and it was set. So that was the, the main event for the night. Uh, we had our first King of the Ring first-round match, Samoa Joe versus Cesaro. Uh, I mean, you can't really go wrong with these two. There were a couple of botched spots in the match, but uh, other than that, I thought it was really good. Joe winning clean uh, by catching Cesaro in the Coquina Clutch, good. and Cesaro tapping out for the finish. So, yeah, Samoa Joe oh, advancing. Hi. Fine with it. Yeah. Could you see Joe winning? He needs to. We I mean, you talk about people who need it. Joe desperately needs it. Yeah. I, mean, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't like the Swiss Superman ta- uh, tapping out. I mean, Cesaro is just. Yeah. So for Cesaro, know. but like yeah. he's he's on that Dolph level where in my opinion, yeah. you know, they they just they've tried so many. Not, I shouldn't even say they tried so many times because that's that's wrong. No, they, they haven't tried actually. Right. It's not. start and stop. They just don't give it you right. Yeah. It's uh, not going through with it, not really fully trying. They're, they're like, no. give him two weeks he of TV time. over versus Cena. Do you remember that? When he was doing the suplex from inside, outside the ring, inside the ring versus Cena on Monday Night Raw, he was ma- a made man that night versus John Cena on Monday Night Raw. That's, that show, that, that match went like two segments, three segments, commercial breaks. It was amazing. He was made that night. It's again, WWE dropping the ball and do not know how to get baby faces to that said finish line. They just yeah. don't. Remember when he was getting super over, they had the Cesaro section, and then they all of a sudden He's got put like three him... things over. He's got that to swing. Right. Um, you're right. Yeah, he was teaming with Jack Swagger, and all of a sudden they put him with yes. Paul Heyman. He was wearing well, a, that's a shiny jacket. He was wearing a disco jacket. He was the <laughs> right. king of swing, and Paul Heyman was randomly managing for like three weeks. It's, sure. you know. And then they just he was back to back way down the card. Anyway. He's, he, Cesaro's another guy, if, if if we always hear that when they move to Fox, again, you know, sport feel, sport feel. Put Cesaro on Fox on SmackDown. Let some, you know, if you're trying to cross somebody from the MMA or sport world over, take a look at him and, and, and then look at somebody and go, okay, you're going to call this stuff fake? Look at, look at how tough this son of a bitch is. Like, yeah. I mean, seeing him do the swing on someone like Samoa Joe, I mean, that's 
Yeah, I mean, who's not going to be impressed with that? You, you can't say like, oh, well, they're, you know well, how, you know how, well, the, I'll tell you who not sports athlete fans are not going to be impressed by a swing. They're going to say this is even more hokey than we thought. They're going to be impressed by his strength and be impressed by the way he moves. I mean, he looks like, he looks like, um, is it, is it Jason Statham? Yeah. I mean, he looks like a guy, he looks like a secret agent ready to kill. I mean, he does. Yeah. He looks amazing. Yeah. looks like a million bucks. Uh, so after the match, what do we have after this? We went to the ring. Elias was out with his guitar. Uh, he started speaking. I think everyone knew where this was going. Uh, he said he's giving his farewell musical performance because he's life is too busy, has too much to lose, and it's too risky now with the title. Um, lights come up, and, and, and so there's all these uh, audio difficulties. Lights come out, and it's our truth along with Carmella in disguise. Truth tried rolling Elias up a couple times. Elias escaped, uh, ran up the ramp, and got away with his title intact as Truth looked on. So okay. no title change tonight. I'm fine with this. Got him on TV. I'm fine with it. Yeah. Like, I wonder if we actually get, like, a 24-7 title match, like an actual set match, or if it's going to continue to be hardcore title style. Just I think that's it. Yeah. I mean, well, I think here's the conundrum you book yourself into with that. Then the match would never take place because everyone would just bum rush the ring. Right, yeah. you're right. They logically, lot, logically, right. Yeah, they well, wouldn't. They, I won't let the match happen. I jump. I'll say this: if if it's still alive, if this whole thing is still going, come January, which seems like an eternity from uh, from now, uh, they could do a lot of fun stuff with the twenty four seven title in the mix of the rumble, of the match of the rumble itself. That could be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll see if it'll have legs by then. I feel like it's kind of already dying out a little bit. But we'll see. It needs to be on Drake. That's why. <laughs> um, up next, we had Ray Mysterio backstage with Charlie Caruso. Uh, Ray, I thought he cut a great promo here, just talking about his career and and his injuries and how it's starting to ca- catch up to him, and he feels like it has caught up to him. Uh, he talks about how Andrade tried to rip his mask off, and and he's gonna go ahead and basically call it a career and take off his mask. Right then, Dominic came in, interrupted. Uh, he could tell Dominic, Dominic was a little uncomfortable here. He kind of cut a long promo about Ray teaming up with, you know, uh, Dominic's grandfather uh, for his first match and that he wanted to do that with Ray. And that was his dream. Um, really cool. I mean, the fans cheered. This is something that could have been really cheesy. Uh, you know, Dominic is young. He's he's new to this. So there were some rough points in the promo, but I liked it. I, I thought it was really good. It sucked me in. And Ray, Ray, Ray promos don't generally suck me in. This this definitely did, yeah. and thank and thank God they did this backstage as a, as a pre tape. I assume because I, I saw some people critiquing online on Twitter that um, you know like oh like Ray would never retire backstage. It would definitely be an in ring promo. And I said okay, true, but you don't you don't you don't want to overanalyze. Yeah, yeah, you don't you don't you don't want you don't yeah you don't. My response to them is you don't want Dominic having to come out in front of a live crowd and only get one chance to get this emotion right. So. Sure. Do a backstage. When do we go to a movie and then come home? And I'm not. And then start, you know, saying, I thought that was stupid in the movie when blah, 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 blah. Oh, I never have done that. I never do that. I'm just did giving you my. Did I'm you see me- people after Game of Thrones, though? <laughs> they were like, it was brutal this last season. How, how, how much they that I'm just giving you. I'm just giving you the voice of people I saw on Twitter and I responded to them saying, like, no, for sure. I mean, you know, just... and, I'm yeah. not, and I'm doing my weekly PSA bearing them. <laughs> but uh yeah man this uh this was a, a a great promo i thought uh it was a very effective segment fans cheered and uh yeah so i guess dominic probably making his in-ring debut sooner rather than later the kid's a monster he's huge like like doesn't he he's well to be stuff. fair race five four <laughs> <laughs> so okay so then what is he compared because i don't remember what he was compared to. I, i've never really got to, i don't really remember what he looks like side by side i, mean, I think you're taller than Joe, right? He did a couple things with Joe, and they were kind of like uh, eye to eye. So I think he's like Joe's, maybe maybe a little bit taller than Joe. <laughs> what do you think it was like uh, the Mysterio household? It was time for Ray to ground him and stuff, and the dude just turned around and said, "Excuse me, <laughs> you get to your room." Ray's like, "You go to your room right now." Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no kidding. I'll be curious um, to see what kind of style that happened in my household. The eighth grade is when that started. <laughs> That's when he went past your dad. Independent Matt. <laughs> like, all right. Yeah. We're bo- Matt, were both your parents tall? Or- yeah, but I mean, geez Louise, I was six foot four in eighth grade. How tall was your mom? Six one. Oh, jeez. Oh, wow. Well, 
What was your dad? Six one. Alright. It's pretty tall. Um I'm glad we got that piece of information out there. <laughs> People now know Matt Morgan's parents like I felt compelled to ask. I was curious. Yeah. <laughs> so update up next we had uh, I could have DM'd you but I want to ask you now. Was it was it uh the New Day versus Revival next, or was it a singles match between Biggie and Yeah, it was a tag match. Never mind. It was the New Day versus the Revival. Uh, the story here was that New Day has never beaten the Revival. Uh, they were going back and forth here, but Randy Orton came in at the end uh, and dropped Biggie with the RKO out of nowhere for the DQ. Whole thing was money. Yeah, I, yeah. Randy Orton in the Revival. It just it just seems right. It does. It really fits, right? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I tweeted last week, and I'll rehash my statement. I said. There's just some, uh, yeah. these guys are just old school like fanny packs and Ribera jackets. These guys just fit. Randy is the veteran bringing these two young guys, but they have like a old school appreciation. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, they got this. They have this brainbusters yeah. on Anderson Tully. I mean, it it's just if, yeah. yeah, it fits. I mean, I, I don't know if they're gonna run with it and they're gonna. I mean, Randy's had his share of it's exciting though. Aren't you guys excited for them? Like, yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, we've we've seen Randy with Evolution. We've seen Legacy. I don't know if they're gonna go. We've seen Rated RKO. We've seen them in, in teams and groups. I don't know if they're gonna do it again, but it, it's it, it fits. It really fits. If they do go with them with a group, I still think they need one more, one more like the yeah. the muscle. Like we've talked about, like the yeah, muscle, yeah. like a young kid. That's the muscle. Um, the heater. Yeah, I don't know. Someone like like a Lars. I don't know Lars. No, um, but, uh, about putting Randy at the head of any faction though is he's so damn tall. Remember him with yeah. Legacy? He dwarfed both of them. No, you know yeah. who you do. Uh, Raj, help me on the name here. Um, Dijak. Oh, Donovan Dijak. Dijak. Huh? Oh, yeah. that, that's your Batista. Right oh there. yeah, that's yeah, your I muscle. Can see that. That's Put a good idea. There. Um, yeah, I, I like that idea. Uh, some that's people in the chat pointing out Dominic is five eleven. Not what? No, is it? That's no. He's not over six I mean, foot. I can see that. Yeah, Joe's not over six foot, right? He's just about. I don't remember. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Also during this, uh, Lawler was originally on commentary for the show. Uh, once he got taken out by Bray Wyatt, Vic Joseph making his Raw debut was on commentary tonight. Uh-oh. And still uh, He's back. Go ahead, Raj. What's that? You said Vic Joseph. What were we saying? Uh, yeah, so Vic Joseph was on commentary tonight with Michael Cole and Renee Young. What um, was the reason for that? Well, uh, well King, Corey, Corey Graves is on vacation. And then King got taken out by Bray Wyatt. So Vic's, Vic's been the guy who play-by-plays for 205 Live. So they gave him – and they, he actually got some play-by-play reps. I mean, it wasn't just him doing color. He got, like, Michael Cole, like, handed some of it off to him. And I'm sure, it, the, reason why, well. I'm sure the reason they didn't have Lawler do the show is because he does not keep up with the product at all. No. Good good opportunity for Big Joseph. Yeah. Um, all right. So after that, we went to uh, Sasha Banks. Uh, she was cut a backstage promo. Uh, was talking about how everyone's talking about her new blue hair. And that's all over social media. This is not... I just felt like this promo was just not the, the right one for how hot of a of a return she had last week uh she says she you know looks good feels even better michael cole asked her why she picked last week to return to wwe and attack natalia and becky and sasha just said you're welcome got up and walked away so i, I like that part but i thought the i don't know the stuff with the hair i know she's trying to be a heel but I, it just i just felt like after that vicious attack last week just a, something a little more um a little more raw would have been better um, Justin, uh, what do you think? It, it, just that segment, I agree. But then the fact they did follow up and Banks uh, attack Natty later, it all kind of came together for me that way. So, I mean, you know, it, like it logically makes sense. We don't get to have the Sasha Banks interview as advertised on King's Court because King gets taken out. So I'm fine with Michael Cole interviewing her. And he said, you know, with all due respect, nobody's talking about your hair. I mean, just ask her the hard-hitting question. She's rude, stands up and leaves, very heel thing to do. If they just left it that, I would have been like kind of disappointed. But the fact that she gives a brutal beatdown to Natty a little bit later on, I think it all kind of worked out. Uh, Matt, yeah, I mean, you guys took all of the <laughs> points out of it. Yeah, I, I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Yeah, Sasha's great here. I think uh, <clears throat> she was. You got her NXT character, and she's you know clearly really comfortable with it. So. Um, 
her, the promo was a little shaky just because I think she's been out for a while and the stuff they scripted for her. But uh, I agree with you, Justin, that when she attacked Natalia later, it kind of just brought it all back. So uh, good stuff there. Up next, we had Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. Um, yeah, not much here. Uh, at least they're having the women's tag team champions wrestling now. So, uh, but what's going on with the other two though? They're supposed to be like the young guns of the division. Like they're supposed to be the next in line, right? Yeah. Why do they get treated like this? Yeah, apparently they just they don't have any real plans for them. It looked like with uh, Mandy Rose there for a while, they were starting to give her, you know, they, they both they both improved very quickly, very quickly. Yeah. I mean, be honest. If you saw those four women, okay, and you saw them split up into their two teams, if you just looked um, between the two teams, who would be the ones that are the marquee names between the two or the champions or the moreover? Who are you going to say? Oh, absolutely. Sonya Deville and Mandy. I mean, Mandy already, I mean, she just has that Hollywood look to her. And then Sonya Deville looks like a, just so, a badass. Yeah. Yes. She she's, a, she's becoming the total package to me. I mean, she's improving so much mm-hmm. she believes her own stuff which i dig i dig the hell out of that anytime any of them could suck me in any of these wrestlers and make me like legit they actually think they're that i like that yeah you know uh justin yeah no i agree i mean yeah mandy and, and sonia they from appearance wise they look like they're they're worth more money than uh than bliss and, and nikki and that's no knock yeah, on bliss and nikki we don't mean physically we mean, we mean like like athletically yeah yeah um what WWE tends to generally push um sorry go ahead no no and i, I just I, I i like sony deville's entire i like her appearance i like when when she actually gets her own entrance i like her inch i mean i i don't know it probably wasn't her i mean it might have been i don't know maybe it was her i, I love the tagline uh, put your hair up and square up i just i just i dig it <laughs> you know dude for forever manny rose was my favorite between the two not anymore um, for me, Sonya's yeah. past, for my taste, like Sonya's passed her by now. I agree. Uh, Bliss and Nikki are kind of like, you know, the, the, that started out as the whole traditional, it started out as like the, strange like, bedrooms. yeah, it started out as like the rock and sock connection, the two oddballs together. Well, it was also like the heel, you know, dragging the baby face along and yeah. acting like her friend to, and eventually turn on her. But now they're sticking with it. Yes. Is it just a slow burn? And then if that's the case, like ugh, well, we saw it coming. Yeah, I think they've yeah. abandoned slow burn. I think they're just they're just going with it. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. I think they're going with it. And I think it's a way to protect Alexa. I mean, let's be let's be honest. Uh, Alexa has not been the most durable. She's gotten uh, injured quite a bit. So I think putting her in a tag situation where she doesn't have to do the full load helps. Yeah. And uh, they got the win here. Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross, Nikki Cross hitting the neckbreaker on Sonya Deville for the for the victory. Uh, so after that, we saw Braun and Seth backstage. Braun is getting distracted by the Universal title. <laughs> <laughs> you would have thought there was a naked woman in the background. Right. <laughs> the way he so yeah. If this was a, the Attitude Era, it would have been <laughs> something like, else distracting him. But Alexa, Alexa Bliss would have been standing there naked with just the belt covering the you know covering right. the cover. You, okay, really quick before we move on, do, do you like that or do you think it's too much overacting? I thought it was overacting. It puts in points on the title, which we always want, but it's it's yeah, it's more it's too much. It just it comes across as forced, but you know, just having Braun saying that belt is mine and I'm going to be having it. That's all you need to say, and it yes. puts it out there that you know, <laughs> yeah. having him looking at it like a you know, like a long lost girlfriend or some you know, high school crush. It just but don't you get it? We're 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 we're, we're moving a storyline, a tertiary storyline, technically right now forward. Uh, with just a look and no verbal, no no talking points whatsoever, no verbal, you know, no no verbal promos or whatever, right? Just just non was it non uh, non verbal body language, right? It's just all no. acting. <laughs> I don't want that crap. I want him to yeah, right. And say keep my belt, uh, you know, make sure my belt is clean by the time, you know, whatever. Right? Yeah, a cool line, just just some cool line about how he's gonna have that belt. Can you just, imagine what the belt's gonna look like when it's on a real man? Like, like some, <laughs> 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 that would have been awesome. That would, you know, that would have made it. Uh, you should write for him, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Justin, your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I, I just had this whole fear the whole night that Braun was gonna turn heel, and and quite frankly, Braun just needs to be champion. I mean, so yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a sucker for Braun, so I kind of give him a pass. I kind of, you know, I find a lot of the things he does 
I find his comedy funny to me. I love it when he just screams random things when he's out there, and I don't know. I just, yeah. I just want him to pull the trigger with him. You know, I mean, I just dude, who's the guy from Revenge of the Nerds? What was his name again? Ogre. <laughs> he's freaking nerds. Ogre. Yeah, okay. he always popped for him, even though he's a bully. He always popped for him. Yeah. Like yelled random thing. Yeah, like nerds and stuff like that. He always popped for it though. Yeah, I just, I mean, like he's just Braun is just one of those guys. He he. he in a different perspective to Brock, but it's like the same thing in terms of they don't come around every year. You don't get guys that are this physically gifted and this, I mean, this is a body business. This is a business about uh, visuals and you don't get Braun Strowman's don't grow, grow on trees, especially Braun Strowman's don't grow on trees who that guy was so green when they called up to the Wyatt family and he has learned and developed and grasped all this in four years time, way faster than most. You, they just don't grow on trees, I, and I just feel like there's. I feel like every month, every year that goes by, that they're not, Braun's not higher up on the on the on the totem pole. They're squandering talent with him. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about it on the show before. I'm a big fan of work rate and all that kind of stuff. As you know, as much as the next guy, but I also like my freak shows and I like my stories and my characters. And and, and I'll take I'll take a Braun Strowman versus Brock Lesnar match. Most days more than I'll take. Uh, yeah, ricochet, and that's not. I, I respect the hell out of the athleticism. I'm not knocking right. that, but I am into things that are just like, right. like Tanahashi versus Okada. <laughs> I, I'm I'm in, I'm into guys that I'm I'm into the old adage of when they walk to the airport, you go that's that is somebody right there. Yeah. you know, uh, that's me. I don't know. Yeah, no, like Tanahashi versus Okada. I love it sometimes, but I also know what to expect, and I know it's and sometimes you just want to see a car wreck, and and Braun is. You know, I, I I agree with what you're saying. Um, up next, the next King of the, King of the Ring first round match: Cedric Alexander versus Sami Zayn. Uh, kind of pretty short match. They're just burying the hell out of Sami. Cedric with the lumbar check to get the clean victory. So what's the deal with that? I don't know. It's clear. I mean, it's clear. It's. it's I don't know if. They think he got out of shape while he was injured, or his him dropping that AEW line that one week, um, because EC3 has been buried f- for a long time, and it came out. You know, Dean Ambrose, uh, John Moxley said that he basically got buried because they had the match, and and EC3 was supposed to get over as the babyface, Moxley as the heel, and the fans were chanting for Moxley, and and he's basically been buried ever since for that. So, it'd be one of those things for him saying AEW on TV and. Not to this day. Yeah, but wasn't but Raj wasn't didn't we didn't we hear that line of him saying AEW was like Vince initiated that to kind of like be shock value because AEW was all the I don't remember what week that was, but there was some talk about like AEW just made a big announcement that week. It was so the 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 thought is that it had been scripted in there somewhere, but it didn't get approval from Vince, and Vince would not have wanted that, and he got super pissed over that line being said and scripted. So, wow. Anyway. Uh, so that was that. Cedric Alexander advancing. Uh, Paul Heyman clearly, um, clearly a big fan of Cedric. Cedric did an interview where he was talking about how um, Heyman's been helping him a lot. And then uh, we t- we talked about this backstage segment uh, later with Natalia. Um, she, uh, she she was cutting a promo talking about how she was opening her heart last week. Started getting the what treatment. Uh, she says she saw Sasha tonight, and then Sasha showed up out of nowhere, destroyed Natalia. So Natalia had her arm in a sling. Uh, Sasha put that in a drawer and it slammed it. And then Sasha, <laughs> <laughs> and then Sasha. Told... When you say it like that, it's so comical. It is. <laughs> so much of the show is. <laughs> uh, so Sasha told Natalia to go to hell and tell her father hello. Um, I think the fans don't even react to these lines anymore just because they're... Real quick. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I was eliminated. I don't know what happened. I shook him out of the ring, and I was selling, right? I was, I was still TNA. My dad had literally just died two days before, and I'm on the outside selling. And that's literally, word for word, one of the fans in the front row said to me. It was a woman of all. You know, It wasn't even like a dude. It was, like, it was, it was a woman. Um with her kids, and I was the villain at the time. She goes, "Yeah, Morgan, you got what you deserve. Um, go to hell and say hi to your dad." I wanted to completely flip the script 
and I was so quick to blow, to break in kayfabe and just go, excuse me, you know? But, uh, yeah, Jesus. I totally got like a flashback when you said that, you know, when you quoted her. But, uh, yeah, man, man you had, you had heat. <laughs> for a fan to say though, but yeah, whatever. Go yeah, ahead. I mean, there are some things. I mean, when you're some some people could be just freaking idiots. <laughs> I mean, look, you, obviously, that situation with Matt coming from a fan that's that's uncalled for. But, but my thought is here, you know, Sasha doing it to Natty obviously it was approved by all parties. Oh, and, yeah. and, you know, and, and like you know, it, it's that whole thing of like, the, yeah, they use Jerry Lawler's heart attack eventually as a story, like. It's a, it's that old school mentality of like you know oh they would they the, they're happy to be used they want to help progress the story and use it I mean so like uh, yeah I mean, it, 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 I mean and I I, I I haven't lost my father you know yet um, so I, I can't relate to that but if it's approved it's part of a show everybody's fine with it whatever I don't, I don't it, know. but but the yeah, match sure, situation but it's, it's low rent regardless you know if you saw like an <laughs> yeah. MMA fighter do that you know building up a, a fight yeah with but but Raj you, I don't think that's not where we need to make this is this is where you see this is, you don't compare that segment to an MMA promo you compare that segment to soap opera drama no but they're using a real life death so if if in right. a soap opera they're bringing up a real life death then yes they, I'm sure people would flip their lids over that. You know, again, it's, uh, every, again, everything's a, everything's a, everything's approved. I don't, you know, well, yeah, Matt's yeah. situation is far no, more, no. Uh, far more offensive to me than. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean, no, for sure. Than, than a worked line that yeah. everybody agreed upon. Yeah. This was just, I mean, it just it comes across. There was no payoff for it either, though. To Roger's point, though, yeah, it's just. Well, I also, I also think, I think making a, a ballsy line like that comes off better in front of the live crowd. Because I'll be honest with you, doing it, doing it, do the backstage, I it, like. Sometimes you don't always hear because, like, if you're in the crowd and, and they're playing stuff yeah. on, the, on the Titantron, you don't always like. I bet you half the crowd didn't hear half of what Dominic said to Ray because, first of all, Dominic yeah. wasn't real loud in the first place. Like, you don't always catch those lines. The way things are echoing in those buildings, you don't always catch it. So, like, that line would have been a lot more effective if Sasha had a mic and she's in the middle of the ring or whatever. And she says that you would have gotten the they, oh. They used they they've done that before though, and it didn't it didn't do shit when they did it with the Riot Squad with the the Anvil sunglasses. I mean, they do that all the time with using you know real life deaths, and it it's not like it takes the other talent to the next level. If it did, then I could see the justification for it. But using <laughs> it for a promo, it just makes you look low rent when it doesn't really do anything overall. Yeah. Anyway. Um, well, I will say it, it has been a year. I think, like, since the Anvil died. I mean, at what at what point do you stop trying to go to that bullet in the chamber and just move on? Yeah, and when they did that with Charlotte Flair and her brother, they did that before. And anytime they do it, I mean, just as as a viewer, I feel embarrassed watching it. When they did it when Andy passed away and Randy Orton said Eddie was in hell, this was just like weeks later. Um, it just it was, it was just embarrassing. Um, anyway, uh, up next we had the main event: Raw Tag Team Championship, Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman versus Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. I was kind of surprised here that we saw. Um, uh, so the finish, we saw AJ trying to interfere. Rollins hit him with the stomp, and Strowman covered Carl Anderson to get the win, and they win the Raw Tag Team Championship. So, the only the second time Braun has had gold, both times has been the Raw Tag Team titles. Um, and this is, this, is, this is his first part. Do you like his partner better this time or no? Yeah, this is his first partner who's of uh, legal drinking age. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then uh, after the match, he, uh, we know what's coming. Uh, Seth and Braun are celebrating in Seth's time. And Braun starts looking at the belt again. So uh, there we go. That was that was your show. But overall, it was a uh, it was a fun show outside of the women's tag team match and the uh, the Ricochet and Miz uh, tag match. I thought everything else had a purpose and. It made sense. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, yeah, it definitely was not the worst show in recent. You know, like I said, the pacing died down somewhat, but uh, uh, at least most segments had a purpose in advanced things. So that's a, that's a usually a winning formula. Yeah, Matt, if you had to give it a grade, what would you give it? I already did B plus plus. Oh, okay. Uh, Justin, what would you give it? I thought you gave it a B plus. Uh, I'll go just straight up B. Eighty-five percent. All right, that's not a. That's it? a B. It's not B plus anymore. No, yeah. B plus is eighty-seven to, or isn't it B plus like eighty-seven to eighty-nine? Well, it depends. Where where I went to school is ninety to one hundred was an A. So. Yeah, ninety to one hundred is A. So eighty, 80 to eighty-nine is a B. I, right, right, but, right. But if we're doing minuses and pluses, a yeah. B would be eighty-five. Right. Um, 
All right, so let's jump into this news real quick. And I think we've spent too much time on that. Uh, the Rock got married. Uh, got married over the weekend to his longtime girlfriend Lauren Harsh Harsh Harshian. I'm a, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. They got married in, in Hawaii. Uh, they've been dating a long time. Um, they have two kids together. So, uh, congrats to The Rock. His second marriage, his first, uh, you know, his his wife from his first marriage, uh, Danny. Uh, they're business partners, and she, you'll and see her cool. name. That's that really cool. That's cool. You know, when uh, I, I was thinking that same thing early this morning when I heard the news, that the fact that he and his ex-wife, and they have their daughter, Simone, who's been training at the Performance Center, the fact that they're business partners, and she's like a producer in, her, in his movies, like, that's, that's, you don't often see, I mean, I know that they were married before he was Hollywood. Yeah, you don't yeah. normally, I know he was married before he was Hollywood, but that's pretty damn cool that they can, like, share in the wealth, share in the success, share in the parenting. That's very yeah. cool. Uh, AEW announcing two new um, their fourth and fifth events. It's going to be in Charleston, West Virginia, at the Charleston Coliseum on April thirtieth, and Pittsburgh uh, at the Peterson Event Center on October twenty third. Now these are pretty large arenas. Uh, the ones they announced last week, or, or the other, the last two they announced were not that big. Uh, these uh, are. This is actually so the Pete here in Pittsburgh. It's actually comparable size to where they're going for Boston and Philly. Uh, it's not the pro arena where like the penguins play here in Pittsburgh. It's, it's where university of Pitt plays. And actually after production comes in here for Pete, it's going to be like 6,000. And that's about what the, the, you know, that's about where they're going for Boston. So there were smart choices though, because um, they're, they're going to sell it out easily. It, it's a cheaper building than what PPG paints is here. Again, that's where the WWE runs. So it, this was, this was smart. And obviously they're using uh, Britt Baker, who Britt's from here in Pittsburgh. She went to Pitt dental school, her, building where she yeah. graduated from was right now i mean so this is yeah. they use her today in the announcement so th- th- this was a smart choice charleston surprised me because charleston's a little bit it's a smaller know, like, city yeah like pittsburgh like pittsburgh i mean wb comes here three times a year with nxt and raw and smackdown and, and there's a ton of fresh, good indies through here charleston west virginia surprised me yeah yeah that might be the that might be the first one that at least doesn't sell out on the the day that tickets go on sale yeah. uh so last week last friday you know two of the locations uh philadelphia and boston went on sale sold out within an hour um so yeah there three shows uh three tnt shows all sellouts all quickly uh, and then we got these two going on sale friday uh now the big news nxt is reportedly coming to the usa network on september 18th so they're going to debut a couple weeks ahead of time before aew on tnt they're going to be head-to-head with aew um this i mean if you're an nxt fan this is gonna it's gonna change nxt a lot i don't like it i don't i I don't like it for 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 a ton of reasons i don't mean to cut you off but here's your competition finally starting to you know you got to squeeze them by the throat choke the life out of them before they even get started no vince this is what's going to hurt you you need to let another company come on up and give you that competition because he's never going to see it obviously but i was hoping others around him would influence him more um i mean the name of the game yes i see the point should be to make as much money as they could and to stomp on everybody before they can get up and oppose them right for competition but it it doesn't work. It's not helping their products, not helping their brand. They're not drawing any houses, right? I keep hearing from you how they cancel house shows and the house shows they have are not nowhere what they used to be. I'm not even talking attitude. I'm talking back like when I wrestled here for crying out loud. Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. So it's not they're not doing great business. So take the competition. See what's working. You have another company you could be using to see. When we want to talk about the proverbial throw as much shit against the wall and see what's going to stick, here's your opportunity by watching another competitor do your same genre and take some hints from it if some of these things are working and add and update your own damn business plan with your own company. Don't try to freaking stifle them before they even start. Do you know, I think it's a bad idea for them in general. And, and I also think it just no one is saying we need more WWE programming every week. <laughs> so no. it's already overexposed as hell. And I then adding like two more hours. And trust me, they're going to, you know, now Vince is going to be completely hands on. There's on no question show. now. I, at first, I used to say no freaking way. But, dude, yeah. there's yeah. no way. Yeah, yeah, the fact that they're head to head with AEW, Vince is going to be hands on. So that WWE, means he's going to yeah. want the guys who he sees as stars push. <laughs> Um, you're, so you're not gonna, you know, Johnny Gargano is probably not going to be uh, at the top or a lot of those guys. Guess what? Then they're going to get stomped uh, regularly it's, by AEW if that's what happens. If yeah. Vince 
goes and gets too much to do with it and pushes the wrong talents, they're screwed. I think yeah, the production and everything, because be, because they will be head to head. I think I'm going to see Vince wanting to turn it, you know, into looking like SmackDown and Raw. We don't need that. I yeah, like yeah. it is. Yeah, you know, every every couple months when we do the um, the conference calls to Triple H, he has said so many times, and, and this is even prior to, you know, I mean, this is he said so many times over the last few years that like part of what makes NXT so special is that it is on the network. It right. keeps it that underground feel. It's not yeah. underground. I mean, look, they're, they're, look, they sell out the Barclays Center. They sell out some major arenas. So no, you can't. It still call, feels like it's kind of but, sort of my show, right? Yes, like, if it still feels like that band that's not on the cover of the Rolling Stone, and you're in on the ground floor with them. Yes, and and this is gonna this is gonna completely take away that mystique. Um, yeah, and you know Vince gets his hands on more. I, this, I, I, did you say two hours? Raj, do we know, are they going to go live every week from Full Sail, or are they going to travel, or do we know that? So it sounds like the first couple of weeks it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be live and taped. They haven't announced any of this yet, so I mean, that's what makes that, NXT and Full Sail, and, that's, and, that, and that environment, it's like the ECW arena, and that environment right. where it's the same fans, it kind of makes the part of the special feel of it. But but that is the the expectation is that the, it's going to be live every week from full sale. So still, but you know we saw that with the Hammerstein with Monday Night Raw. After mm-hmm. a couple months, uh, you start burning out those fans, and you're going to have to move around. Uh, so um, yeah, it's it's a uh, I don't know. Yep, I, I don't like it. I just don't like it. Um, it's so bad now. You're and you're also bastardizing that damn brand that we. It's my favorite show WWE has. Yeah, I mean you're gonna tra- they're gonna turn it into. I mean you know Vince, uh, he's gonna turn it into Raw and SmackDown. It's gonna look the same. The stream storylines that just I mean, you know, week to week and no, no long term. Triple H is gonna. Triple H what are we lose. gonna do when they do that? I wanted to cover both shows. Triple H is gonna lose his mind. By the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I wanted to cover both shows, so that sucks. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna have. I think. We'll we'll talk about it off air, but I think we'll probably do a couple people watch Raw, a couple I mean, a couple people watch NXT, a couple people watch AEW, and then we'll trade or something. I can do um, both. <laughs> watch them at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I plan on doing it. Um, and another thing to think about, and this is the last point uh, before I go off. Is what if AEW beats NXT? What would Vince's reaction be yep. then? You're going to be seeing Roman Reigns on freaking NXT every week, and Seth Rollins, and all, you know, terrible ideas. Yeah. Well, that that also depends <laughs> but, too. Yeah. If <clears throat> that also depends too. If Vince starts getting involved <clears throat> in NXT prior to them going head to head with AEW, and he like like it, 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 it's better that way versus NXT remaining Triple H's thing. NXT going head to head against AEW, AEW beating NXT because that's when Vince is going to have his reason to say, "Look, you're getting beat. I got to come in and step in." Uh, so it's almost better that Vince gets involved with NXT off the bat, uh, like if they start going on USA. Why? Sees, because think yeah, of the you can't blame Triple H, right? If, if NXT goes head to head with AEW and it's still all Triple H and AEW is beating NXT handedly, mm-hmm. then that's that's reason for Vince to put the blame on Triple H and say we need to change this NXT thing up. It's not working for USA. So you think him doing it even quicker is better? Well, but look, <laughs> but well, but I'm just saying. Look at the flip side though. He's going to come in and change things. Oh, yeah. And then, and then they, but then it, but then the AEW beats it, and then maybe it forces him to say, okay, maybe I'll step back and let. Trip. I don't know. I, I don't know. But hell but, no. Well, but look, is he going to take an L and then be like, all right, cool, you should take over. But look hell at the, but, but, yeah. but, but Matt, look at the other, look at the other scenario. If the other scenario is Triple H continues to run NXT like he does, and he gets beat by AEW, that's gonna that's gonna provide Triple H. Triple H will be the scapegoat to Vince. He's gonna say, look, this is it could be. It could be. I just don't think the answer is putting Vince in, put, putting everything in fast forward. I don't agree. I don't. I don't agree either. I'm just looking at the scenarios here, though. I mean, it'll be interesting to know what Fox feels about this. I'm sure they're not going to speak publicly, but they thought they were getting NXT on FS1. How and, did that happen? And they've been treating WWE really well. You know, they're promoting that. They're promoting the hell out of SmackDown. They have this big plan for promoting SmackDown uh, ahead of its debut. Um, if you go to Fox Sports, if you go to their Twitter and Facebook account, it's, it's Roman Reigns in the middle. You know, it, it's their sports channel. And you got Roman Reigns in the middle, and then all the other uh, like football players and baseball players around him. So uh, they're pushing this hard, and to I don't know, I'm sure they must feel like uh, again, how did this happen? Well, so Vince 
he wants to beat AEW. I mean, that's the number one thing. And USA Network is in way many, many more homes than FS1. I mean, is this a fact that we know Vince is going around saying this shit? We know this? That, that was what's this was. This part was in the Observer. So, okay. um, so yeah. So Vince, uh, he didn't care about the money. He just wants more viewers than AEW, and you're going to get a lot more on USA than FS1. And so, hmm. yeah. But and uh, but FS1, they had been pitching it, or Fox had been pitching it to their affiliates that they're going to get NXT. So, yeah. So, you know, they got rid of UFC for WWE. and But with UFC, they had a ton of programming. Right now with WWE, they got SmackDown and this one studio show that they're doing. And I think they thought they were getting NXT, and, and now that's not happening. So I'd be pissed. You were getting the hottest brand WWE has, the coolest, edgiest product WWE has had in years. And now you're not. Yeah. So it'll be, it's going to be an interesting, uh, just a fascinating couple of months coming up. But uh, It's amazing what the ego will do. And, 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 ne- and, never, and never mind, the XFL is coming. <laughs> right, yeah. That is going to be such a bleep show. It's not even funny. Uh, we got to do a, a podcast yeah. after the first XFL night. Though. We do, because it's going to be. <laughs> I like, volunteer. I'll go. I'll be in, too. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys. Um, oh yeah, so a busy week. Uh, we'll be back here tomorrow night. Uh, it'll be myself, Matt Morgan, and Glenn will be back. Um, Justin is off tomorrow. And uh, you guys have anything to plug or follow me on Twitter and Instagram at BP Matt Morgan and Facebook Matt Morgan for long. Just follow our social media accounts that are at the bottom of the screen. Justin, you got anything? At Justin Labar. All right, guys. All right, well, thanks, everyone, for tuning in, and we will see you tomorrow night here on the Wrestling Podcast. Take care.